Ooh, Hello good. and welcome to the 35 Minutes of Heaven. We call the D1 Baseball Weekend Preview. Somebody's coughing in the background, but we will power through it. I am your host, Michael Patrick Rooney. I am joined by the three number one seats of college baseball's media group. The David Seifert University Fighting Cobras, the University of Aaron Fit Purple Aces, and the University of Kendall Rogers East Texans. Uh, gentlemen, tonight's episode brought to us by our friends at S2 Cognition. S2 Cognition delivers a revolutionary approach to helping athletes understand how in-game decisions impact their performance from youth levels all the way to the pros. Hey, Seif- um, oh, go Rune, ahead, Fissy. Are, are, you, are you trolling Coach Seifert by, uh, by giving me the purple aces? Is, is that a troll job? What wow. is that? No, because you're, you're the only one on this call that has a hole-in-one. I gave that a lot of thought. That's true. Two hole in ones. Two, Two holes in ones. one. That's like legit. Those are legitimately aces. I didn't like you. That's right. I could have picked a different color. I really didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the yellow aces. How about that? Yellow aces. Like the, the, the pastel aces, Fitzy, because you're always well dressed on the golf course. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Kendall, I almost, or Kendall, <laughs> Kendall, the, the H is a Freudian slip. I almost went hate. I, I had the hate theme in your nickname, like the fighting haterades, the hating buckies, but just East Texans felt right. So that's what I went with. Yeah, that's a good one. I wonder what our mascot would be. The, the, the Texans part? Like a lumberjack, like a East Texan. Would that be like a SFA lumberjack it's, kind it's of? It's like, you're like, you're like the Bucky Beaver, right? Is that what that, uh, <laughs> We don't no, have it's, any beef. It's like it's Texas. a logoed beef jerky bar it, outside yeah. of a gas station with a beard. That's what your logo would be. Okay. Makes it's complicated. Sense. Yes. Safe, this is not your fault. We have no cough button on podcasts. Uh in in, in other mediums of, <laughs> of uh media, you could have hit the cough button and you would have been no, just fine there. Was I that think you do? There's a little thing called was, the mute button. I don't think he was coughing. I think he was like just like he, he was making a, a quick uh, outburst. I think it was at my expense, and then uh, and then you cut in. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, see I that. was watching in real time. Fit pick his picks because he didn't pick uh, anybody until the, until we popped on here, and everybody else had all their picks. And he's he's putting them in as we're talking. So I was I laughing am. at that. Yeah, so. that's excellent. Hey, uh, yeah. boys, one more one more uh, piece of inane banter before we get into it. Um, do you guys do? Do you guys do? Do you pick brackets for NCA hoops every year, or do you do you abstain? Kendall, I typically do. Uh, did you do it this year? Uh, I have not done it yet. I, I guess oh. I better get on that after tonight. Yeah, and technically two of the games have already been played, just FYI. <laughs> He's going to win those. He's going to win those. <laughs> yes. Well, Fitzy, they don't like, actually start the game until, like, the, the actual the, bracket set, right? The first four, whatever they call it, has already yeah. been played. You know, the 65 through 68. But teams. what I'm saying is, like, the brackets for, like, Yahoo and ESPN do not count those games for the bracket Oh, games. okay. My paper bracket does count those games, so. Okay, well. I'm going to have a few more whacks at it than you. Fitzy, what say you? Uh, you know, I've done one every year for 30 30- ish years but i i don't know so far i haven't i haven't committed to one uh yeah. maybe i'll dive in at the last second he's still despondent from carolina not making well it. i mean it look i mean that, that that particular team just soured me on college basketball as a whole um, that was weird huh not not a not a, not a fun season for the tournament. they made history though like first preseason number one <laughs> ever to not make the tournament so they, they've got got that going for them which is nice <laughs> that's something <laughs> eternal consciousness saif how about you do you do a bracket you're a hoops guy occasionally my wife uh, usually coordinates it at her school so uh, i will when she does that but uh, i got an off year this year she's not the coordinator so i'm, uh, I'm out i'm out all right I'll, I'll give you guys two interesting nuggets in my bracket I have Purdue as the national champion. Maybe that's not interesting. I have Charleston. I have the College of Chucktown, or otherwise known as the College, um, in the final eight. Um, interesting. Are they that yeah. good? That t- uh, this tells me how much I know about college basketball right now. Like, is Charleston really that good? They're thirty-one and three. Now I don't oh, know what that good. tells us, yeah, but I mean that's good. a lot of wins, right? So that's a lot of wins in basketball. But we're not here to talk about hoops, gentlemen. Even though okay. I, I was a heck of a fourth uh, assistant on the Marple Newtown High School staff back in the day when we were holding Kobe Bryant to thirty-eight points as a sophomore. But um, but let's move to baseball. Um, we're going to do our weekly picks. We're going to some of us are going to do them live. Um, some of us have already done them. Uh, so we will go around the horn. Sife, since you're the director of credibility and our esteemed guest, I'll let you go first. First series, Alabama at Florida. Who are you going with there, Sife? Well, every, every week there's a couple obvious ones, and I think this is just the obvious one. I mean, full respect to the Ivy League, full respect to uh, Columbia, but Alabama just lost the series to Columbia at Alabama. So you got to go with the Gators here. I like it. Fitzy? 
Same. I mean, I feel like Florida feels like a, a truly elite, you know, top three or four team in the country. Like it, it feels like it's LSU is Tennessee and Florida is kind of how I feel. Like, even though the rankings don't quite reflect that yet, just based on poll mechanics and some things. Um, I, I feel like those are the three best teams. Although without Wyatt Langford, you know, that's a factor. Mm-hmm. And I do really like Alabama. I mean, you guys know I've been driving the Alabama bus since the fall, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Gators at home. We'll keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, smart play. Kendall? I have a rule. I know Columbia is a solid club, but if you lose 15-3 to to Columbia in a rubber match, I'm not liking your chances against the Gators the next week in Gainesville. Gators it is. That's the rule. That's like kind of a that, that's like, my that, rule. Though. That's your credo. If, if you Columbia get run off the field by Columbia field, on a Sunday yeah. in a rubber match in an important game, you're probably yeah. not taking two or three from the Gators. Yeah. Well, can if I they a... win this series, they're going to take that clip and totally replay yeah. it. By the way, I have a credo too. My first credo is no regrets, which is a, a great scene from Where the Millers. But my other credo is when you guys zig, I zag. So I'm taking Alabama. I think you, all the points you guys made are spot on. Wyatt Langford, yeah. I think, is a real thing. Is who's what's the Neely kid's first name for Florida? It's Brandon Neely. Brandon, that, Brandon Neely, yeah. Yeah. So, so Sully had mentioned we get to interview him for the SiriusXM show this week, and he mentioned that Neely is getting healthy, and he feels like that changes their bullpen. Um, and so yeah. that would be another reason to pick Florida. But I'm going to pick Alabama. I think that was a blip last week. I really like yeah. how old they are. They can pitch. Um, but you know, th- th- I'm picking a long shot. I'm not. That's not lost on me. I am. I'm picking a big time long shot right here. Well, I do. I will say this real quick, Ruins, before we move on. Is like if you're Alabama, like maybe that's kind of the wake up call you needed. You know, maybe this is a team that when they got off to a hot start, kind of thought they were kind of the cat's meow, and like this is kind of what gets them back to you know being humbled a little bit. So I mean, it actually could work in their favor. I just think Florida is such a good team that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, we've used this analogy before, but Penn won a series at A and M last year, and then A and M won the West which is, you know, a division yeah. that sent four teams to Omaha. So, you know, yeah. crazy. But but in fairness, AM did not get run off the field by Penn. They they lost the series. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I think, for, first of all, it's a Thursday to Saturday series, which is awesome. What a great way to kick off the weekend. So um, there you go. Uh, let's go to series number two is Virginia at NC State. Saif, what are you saying there? Well, NC State, they disappointed me last week uh, heading out of Miami. I'll have a Miami story when we get to that pick here later. But uh, uh, this is still a pick for me, you know, Virginia playing at NC State. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go with a better defensive team. I don't think Virginia is going to beat themselves. I think they have like less than what, ten, they have eight errors, nine errors this entire season so far. So I don't think they beat themselves. Uh, so I'm going to go Virginia. Fitzy? And, and I like and I like Sife's rationale there because um, – you know, the Wolfpack did not play great defense down in Coral Gables. That does feel like a factor. Um, ultimately, for me, I feel like we've got two really good offensive teams. NC State, really good home team, um, traditionally. You know, they always play well at home. And, and I, I do feel like, you know, they, they – boy, they've been – it's been weird – like last week, right? Like after that Miami series, they just got run off the field at Elon or at home against Elon. So I was just about to say, oh, there's this great home team. They just got blown out 14 to six at home by Elon. So I don't know, but um, I don't know. I, I just feel like Virginia's pitching. Both these teams feel like they have pretty ordinary pitching. And uh, I, I expect a higher scoring series. I think both these teams can really swing the bats. Um, I was prepared to take NC State at home, guys, but I think I'm actually I'm not going to pull the trigger. I think I'm going to go back to the Wolf, uh, back to, to Virginia. I, I just think ultimately, um, I don't know. They just feel like the. It means you got to change your pick, though. I know, I know. Okay, I'm I, I, sure. I, talking myself through it. Honestly, like I, you, I put NC State on the on the sheet. I'm going back. It, like Sife said, it's it's a it's a is, pick them. Is that legal? I don't know if that's legal. No, it's legal. It's totally legal. If you're in the middle of the podcast, you can totally change your pick. Until Chris Gennaro does the uh, does the yes. graphic, I think it's all legal. But Fitzy, do, do you have a personal rule on like I have a new per- in 2023? Once I pick it, once I click the pick, I'm out. I am not. You know I'm not going back and forth. I do you have like, a rule I, on that? I feel like I'm stuck between seven iron and eight iron, and and my caddy should have just told me, "Hey, commit. <laughs> just pick a club and commit." And, <laughs> and I didn't. I'm didn't. I'm wavering. I'm stuck in between. Oh. I'm, I'm going to get burned. NC State's going to win this series. You can lock that in now because I'm picking Virginia. 
this is to, not good for the pastel aces right now. To, to the people picking Virginia, not so fast, my friend. Oh. Uh, I think we look at NC so. State. So I, I watched uh, the opener of NC State-Miami, and there's no doubt Miami got off to a really good start. But I tell you what, the rest of that game was literally Miami just hanging on for dear life. Like, if they play another inning or two, NC State's winning that game. I, I like the way they came back in the Friday game. They did, you know, lose 8-1 to one on Saturday. But they came back in the series finale and won 14-4 to four on the road. Uh, that's a series they could have very, very easily won. Uh, I think there's some sense of urgency. I think NC State has, takes care of business at home. Yeah, I, I was tempted to pick NC State because I think the ACC is going to be that kind of league this year where it's yes. just a, you know, like kind of a, a royal rumble, if you will. But I do and, – and Saif, what you said about the defense, really, I, I, hadn't, I didn't realize that NC State – is playing such poor defense like it's really spooky in that they're fielding 966 but the spookier part is like they've got eight position players with more than two errors like it's it's not like Elliot Avent and Chris Hart can just say hey let's play these guys like everybody's kicking the ball um so I, I man I, I don't know if, if I guess we'll find out if that's chronic or not but I ultimately I, I just think Virginia's position player group is a special one I think it's better than NC State's position player group even though NC State's got a good one um so, yeah, I, I think a lot of questions on both pitching staffs, but the Virginia position player group, I think, is is absolutely legit. So give me the and, who's. And I wrote, I think, in, in my column the other day that I think this, the top six guys in that UVA lineup, uh, I'll, I'll take those guys against just about anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, whoever you like, LSU, whoever, whatever super team you want, uh, I love the top six guys in that UVA order. And then the guys at the bottom, like, do their roles too. You know, Justin Rubin can – play the heck out of second base boy i mean you know you, you take a, a a defensive hit that's fine but like boy that guy can defend and i, I just think that o'farrell o'donnell geloff teal Salki, and anderson my god that's so good it's just balanced it's athletic they control the zone they hit for power they hit for average they run i mean it's just a dynamite dynamite group of six players yep amen uh safe so we're going to conference usa right now and uh the owls of florida atlantic taking on the roadrunners of UTSA in San Antonio. Is that like a, a rivalry in the wild as well? Do owls pick on roadrunners or they can't get, they can't catch them. Anybody know? Probably, yeah, probably can't catch them. That's my guess. They, they can't as, <laughs> as a speed. person with ties to West Texas, uh, to some degree, they cannot catch up to a roadrunner. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's good to know. Um, Saif, who do you like here? Do you like the owls or the roadrunners? Yeah. Admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about either club, but I do love me some Nolan Shanuel. I hope I said his last name right. I apologize. Shanuel, yeah. That was, dude, that was good. That was he not bad. It. That was yeah. close. I mean, he's only, hitting like, he's only hitting like, what, 450 or something crazy this year. But uh, yeah, at the okay. end of the yeah, at the end of the day, I think the Roadrunners got. Uh, I mean, I statistically they have less than they have a two seventy four team ERA, and I think they have like a three forty team batting average. Um, they're playing at home, and in this one, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna go with the home team with a good pitching staff and uh, a loaded lineup, and a Nolan Chinuel just have to pitch around him. So UTSA it is. Let's go, go Roadrunners. Uh, Fitzy, what are you thinking here? You know, I, I've I've got to fact check you guys. Uh, an owl. Top speed can fly forty miles an hour. Ooh, road, road that's, that's downhill. That's that's gravity drop. So so be it's it. with the live ball with the juice <laughs> ball. The the juice ball. <laughs> uh, road runners, I, I got twenty six mile an hour is what I got, and, and even running is is even slower than that. So I, I uh, I'm, I'm taking the owls for that reason. Thank you. Um, okay. I feel like you know? they just made up these numbers. Yeah, I think so too. There's this yeah. thing called Google. You can try it, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everything you Google is totally accurate. Na- National <laughs> Audubon Society feels like a pretty do, credible source. Do National Audubon fly? Society. Uh, no, but, F- you know, FAU, I-, I do feel like they can really swing the bats. Um, I-, I think it is more than just this Chinwell, although, boy, he's a, he's a wrecking ball. Um, I think it's a neat series. You know, I, I do think – I mean, UTSA is what fifteen and three, right? Like they mm-hmm. got off to a to a great start. I mean, and they were a borderline regional team last year. I mean, they haven't played the strongest schedule this year, but they're really taking care of business. I mean, I, I think it's a, a a really neat series. But I, I like this FAU position player group a lot, and I and I do feel like, you know, the the pitching is is good enough. Um, it's not it's not elite pitching, but I, but I think there's there's enough arms there, and and they're pitching a little better right now. I, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just writing it out with, with FAU here. Uh, I'm going with UTSA. I mean, I think you look at the job that you know Patrick Hallmark has done there since he's been in San Antonio. Uh, it's been really impressive. I mean, this is a team that 
you know, frankly, had a really good pitch to be in the postseason last year. Uh, I think they're playing pretty motivated this year. And, you know, one thing I kind of go back to is when I did the story in FAU a couple weeks ago, and John McCormick made this point, they're like, hey, like our pitching staff pretty much has like no stuff. It's just all pitchability dudes. And I think when you look at a lineup, you like UTSAs with, you know, you know, four guys hitting over 400, multiple guys hitting over 300, power. You know, you look at Antonio Valdez, who's transferred over from Baylor, is, you know, hitting 458 with, you know, five bombs. Uh, I think you need uh, more than just pitchability guys against a lineup like this. So I like UTSA at home. Hey, uh, Coach Ruins, you're muted. Oh, man. That was audio gold. You guys, I was wondering. I was like, wait, did I? Yeah. Did, well, did, the, the best did part is. people disagree with me that You guys much? really, you, you let me you let me <laughs> finish my thought, which I appreciate. <laughs> well, picking UTSA uh, made you speechless. The, the best part was I, I I said three or four times that you're muted, but I said it while muted myself. Oh, that's so, great. <laughs> Thank you. Dynamite stuff. It's a mute fest over here. Oh, man. I, I was complimenting us on, on mentioning the National Audubon Society. I thought that makes us all winners at this point. But <laughs> I was also complimenting you, Kendall, on mentioning Patrick Hallmark because that is remarkable. Like, he also did a great job in Incarnate Word. He really you know, had did. two really good years there. And, like, this is a name we need to know in coaching. And um, so, anyway – Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic, though, like just the brand name, I can't get past. I think what you yeah. said, Fitzy, is where my brain is. This really is an awesome series. I'm taking Florida Atlantic. Um, UTSA is hot. They're 12 and one. They're not just 15 and three. They're 12 out of their last 13. But um, I do think these are two of the the, the the best teams in in Conference USA. So I'll take Florida Atlantic. But I'm really curious to keep my eyeballs on this series. I, I think the whole league is is fascinating because I you know um, I know Charlotte's record isn't very good and I still feel like they're going to be a factor. They played a pretty good schedule. Like they're six mm-hmm. and ten, they're going to make a run. I think they're going to be in the mix. Louisiana Tech, same thing. Like nine and seven, they're better than that. Played a good schedule, uh, and, and I still believe in DBU. Like I feel like there's five teams there that I think you can shake them up and, and you know and, and yeah. pull them out in any order. Like I I think it's going to be a great race in Conference USA. Not to not to sidetrack us, boys, but here's the problem. And maybe it's too early to call it a problem. The RPIs in that league are really rough right now. Mm-hmm. Like, can they fix themselves within the league? Like, there's only one double-digit RPI. That's UTSA at 58. And there are some good – like, Western Kentucky's off to this great start, 14-4, but their RPI is 223. Oof. You know, everybody else, including DBU and FAU and Louisiana Tech and Charlotte, are in the hundreds. So – I don't like that's a little spooky, but maybe maybe it can correct itself in the midweek. I don't know. Um, it's good sorry. Take. Yeah. Kind of negative Nancy there. Uh, Saif, how about Southern Miss at Texas State? Uh, I, I keep it pretty simple. I don't know nearly as much about this as you. I just know the prospects and uh, the teams I see. So uh, Levi Wells is back for Texas State. He pitched game mm-hmm. three. Uh, I think nine strikeouts and six innings last week. He he missed week three. Uh, but he's back in week four. Uh, the other thing I liked about Texas State when I was looking up uh, inf- more information on is they can win in a variety of ways. They won like 19 to 18 last week, and they also won like four or mm-hmm. five to one. So um, they get you in many ways, and they're the home team. Home team. So when in doubt, I usually take the home, home team, so Texas State. Love it. Fitzy? Yeah, this for me is, is just a vote of confidence in Southern Miss, and I know they've been a little wobbly. Um, you know, they lost that, that game last week to, to Valpo on Friday with, with Tanner Hall on the mountain. He pitched, he pitched fine. It was six innings, like two runs. I mean, it wasn't really his fault. They just unexpectedly lost that game, but then they showed me something by bouncing back and winning the next two. Um, you know, I kind of like what they've gotten in the rotation after Hall from, uh, uh, Adams, I believe and and, and, and Maza. I mean, those two guys that I, I like both of those guys in the fall, um, they got, they got stuff, you know, it, it's real stuff. Maza's case. I mean, it's like a mid nineties guy with like, it, it's, it's real, it's real stuff. Adams too, though. I mean, it might be 92, 94. They got, they got enough arms there. I would really like those three guys. Um, and, and, you know, actually I believe heading into the year that, that the offense would be their strength. It's been maybe a little more up and down than I expected, but I, I do like that position player group a lot. Um, I, I, I just believe in Southern Miss and, and I'm going to take them on the road here. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas State. You know, I actually saw those guys uh, last night against TCU, and I tell you what, their their offense looked back to the way it was in the last year. I mean, I think, you know, you look at, the, you know, Jose Gonzalez, he was just terrific last night. He hit an oppo bomb as a total no-doubter. You know, Peyton Lewis looked good at the plate. Augie Ramirez looked good. 
Dalen Pena. I mean, the list kind of goes on. That's a really, really deep lineup. Actually, Chase Mora, you know, the freshman of seven bombs, uh, was like the one guy who really didn't do much last night. Uh, so uh, I love their offensive lineup. And I, and I just think when you look at this matchup overall, Texas State can 100% go toe-to-toe with those guys on the mound when you look at Zeke Wood and Levi Wells against Tanner Hall and company. But where the differentiator is between these two teams is the Bobcats are a much, much better offensive club right now than Southern Miss. I think if Southern Miss is going to win this series, you know, guys like Carson Pato and, and, and uh, you know, Reese Ewing, they've got to step up. They've gotten off to a really slow start this year. So uh, I like the Bobcats. Easy on my boy Reese Ewing, Kendall. Like, let's not have people crap talking fabulous rune dogs, even though you're well, I'm not crap to be so to be fair to Reese, he actually has increased his average, like he's up to 250 now. And I think he was actually at like 170 at one point. So clearly he's he's doing better. It's a lot that happens a lot when 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 sure. the fabulous rune dogs acquire yeah. a player, people put a lot of pressure on themselves. I thought themselves. you were being serious like, for a second. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like getting picked up by the Yankees. It's like you just you know there's there's a little starstruck. Yeah, like, man, he, you know some people have draft draftitis. He had rune dog itis. That's right. If it happens, it happens to good players. Um, I but I like what you said, Kendall. Like the the Texas State just feels more complete. Although Southern Miss, you know, to your point, Fitzy, like this roster should be not wobbly, right? Like they, they're old and good yeah. and track record, but I think I think it'll click in for Southern Miss at some point, but they have lost two of Tanner Hall's four starts. So give me Texas State at home. Um, another fascinating matchup. Well well yeah, they look they look great last night. Granted it's a midweek game and TCU kind of threw a couple of you know arms of the wolves a little bit, but they looked really, really good. Love it. Oh this is going to be great. LSU at AM. Saif, what say you? Saves me. Uh, I just can't bet against my boy Dylan Cruz and LSU. I don't know if you've looked at their scores lately, but they don't even yeah. play competitive games. They just blow everybody out of the water. I would love to be a pitcher for LSU, but uh, I know they're playing at AM. I know uh, that's Kendall stomping grounds, but uh, until they prove otherwise, it's LSU's number one and uh, they are rolling right along right now. Can't go against them. Fitzy? LSU has scored 11 or more runs in, what, eight of their last nine games, uh, including a 26 spot uh, in there. I mean, it just the offense. And, and the one game they didn't score 11, by the way, they scored nine. So they're, they're rolling. I mean, they're just – and granted, I, I understand they haven't been, they haven't been facing elite arms, uh, but they're just – you know, you can get yourself into a pretty nice groove. Um, feasting on on maybe some non-conference competition. And I get there's different schools of thought on how to schedule. Um, I like that they at least went to Round Rock, you know, and had, had a, mm-hmm. a, a good three-game test out there. And they, they had a game at Texas who you usually expect to be good. Largely, they've gotten fat on some soft competition. But you know what? It's an extremely talented offensive team and, and pitching team, just an extremely talented roster that is now riding high and got some confidence. And uh, and um, it feels like they've righted the ship some after their little struggle there. But uh, nonetheless, LSU feels like a buzzsaw, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely taking the Tigers right now. KR. Yeah, you know, I like LSU here, but the one thing I'll say about LSU is is as much as I love this team offensively, uh, I mean, let's not forget the the best team they played this year. They lost twelve to four on a Saturday. So it's you know it's not like they were throwing scrubs out there against Iowa and they got dominated. So there is that aspect uh, of this series I kind of look at and go, okay, well you know maybe it's just a, a little bit of just a byproduct of just playing crap competition. Uh, but there's no doubt this is a really good offense. I think the big thing for me when I look at LSU that makes me feel really good about them is in. No disrespect, but it's the fact that the Rico rotation now has three absolute dudes. Like Riley Cooper is like a nice college pitcher, but you know Ty Floyd was awesome in the fall. Thatcher Hurd clearly got premier stuff, and so they've kind of got the rotation where it needs to be. Uh, the only thing that you know, as much as I like LSU in the series, the only thing I would keep an eye on is like if you look back at last year, we went into conference play, and A and M was like a team just littered with question marks. And what did they do? They started SEC play on the road and shocked LSU and won that series. So would it be surprising to me if Aiden won the series? Absolutely not. I have no doubt Jim Schlossing will have those guys ready. Let's not forget, like, Nate Yeski's going to know how to approach a, a Jay Johnson offense. He's 100% going to know how to approach that. So I think it's actually going to be a really close series. Yep. All fair points. You know, the LSU in the last 11 games you guys are talking about, they've outscored the opponent 142 to 14, which is That's ridiculous. Pretty good. 
Uh, you know, like it's one thing to play a bad schedule. It's another thing to just maul that bad schedule, which is what they've done. Um, you know, Kendall, I'm with you. Like Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd moving in the rotation felt like the right thing. But, you know, Paul Skeens and Thatcher Hurd are going to make their first SEC start. Um, you know, even Ty Floyd being a junior, he's only made three SEC starts in his career. So, you know, I don't know. Does that mean anything? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Do it, Runes. Pull the trigger. Pull no, the trigger. No, but, but we are giving AM juice. Only one of us has picked AM this week, and it is the great Stitchhead. He is the only one. There are nine nay votes for AM, and Stitchhead is ride or die with the Aggies. So um, we're giving him the juice. Yeah, I mean, I will say this about AM too. Like, the, they can match up with LSU in the, on the week in rotation. Like, we've seen Nathan Detmer be elite. You know, we saw that last year against Notre Dame in Omaha. We saw it against Vandy last year. Uh, you know, Troy Wanting, a little bit unproven. Like, he's been really good for him. But, like, let's see him against LSU's lineup. And then Chris Cortez, clearly we know he has, you know, premier potential. So, yeah. uh, again, I think it's going to be a great series. I'm just pissed that it's supposed to be, like, 48 degrees at first pitch on Friday and Saturday. That's just a bummer. It would be better for AM if LSU didn't have – Dylan Cruz or uh, now hot Tommy White or yeah you know the Have other twenty. By the way, we we were talking about leaders. this in the group chat earlier today, but like Dylan Cruz numbers are just ridiculous. Yeah, like him and know. Jack Cag's numbers side by side. Like if you had to pick an SEC player of the year right now, like it's pretty tough. I mean, like, I, you know, I think at this point you have to take the guy who also has like a one something ERA in addition okay. to leading the country in home runs. But like that said, like Dylan Cruz is the best player in the country and he's hitting over five hundred, right? Crazy. And he's still like it's nuts. It's freaking nuts what he's doing <laughs> with power and like the 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 control the strike zone. It's absurd. Uh, yeah. And how about our boy Paxton Kling? I mean, I know you liked him. Yeah, yeah I mean, Pennsylvania. Living up to his kind of freshman of the year type type. Yep. Uh, uh, so far, you know, he's been awesome. Love it, Saif. Take us to the Big Twelve. Let's start with TCU at Oklahoma. Man, this is a tough one for me because I know I know uh, Oklahoma just swept Houston at Houston. They've played really well, and TCU hasn't played really well since uh, I saw them at Global Life. But uh, they won two out of three at Global Life. I think they've like lost four of their last seven, though. So it's not the same TCU team that I saw. But I did see TCU. TCU, I saw them really good. I like their club a lot. They're hitting, they're pitching, their defense. I don't know anything about Oklahoma. I wish I could pick, pick this game in two more weeks. I'm going to go see uh, Stanford when they come into Norman. So mm. I don't know the Oklahoma club at all. They have a new rotation. They have mostly a new lineup uh, outside of Kendall's guy, John Spikerman, who is not doing so hot right now. Yeah, but, that's uh, kind of surprising. They, they, have several, they have several other new guys that are just tearing it up. So I wish I would have seen them more. I haven't seen them all yet this year. Um, but I'm just going to go with the TCU club that I know and I saw in Globe Life. And uh, even though they're playing in at Oklahoma, uh, I'm going with the Horned Frogs. Fitzy. This is one where, I, again, I think it's kind of a, a toss-up, and I'll take the home team. Uh, I mean, I think TCU, probably a neutral field, is, is probably the better team. But you guys know I'm bullish on, on the Sooners. I've talked a lot about it in the last couple of weeks since Frisco, really. Um, and what I was really encouraged by was the way that their, their starting pitchers performed this past weekend after kind of a mediocre showing in, in Frisco. They got six strong innings from Cale Davis and I believe seven strong innings from um, Dothit. And, and so – you know, to me, that's huge, um, you know, to, to get some length out of their rotation because I like their bullpen. I like, you know, uh, Carter Campbell, the lefty, and, and, you know, Carson Pierce, I think they're using out of the bullpen right now. Uh, they, they've got actually some depth there and some mix and match abilities, some different looks, um, and certainly we love their style of play offensively and their athleticism on defense. Dakota Harris is a dude as a JUCO transfer, having a great year so far. Uh, I will take the Sooners at home. Kendall, before you answer, can uh, did Braden Taylor play shortstop in the midweek game because of an injury or because they're considering He's been that? playing there quite a bit lately. And he's, he's actually scuffling a little bit right now. You know, I was talking to a couple of TCU people, um, you, you, have, you know, have a blog, and they were saying that he, lately he's been pressing a lot. So that's something that's going to go into Big 12 play that he's going to have to get a lot better. You know, defensively, uh, it was kind of funny early in the game, he scuffled a little bit. Like there were a couple of plays that I thought he could have made that he didn't make. That he actually made a really good play late in the game. So yeah, he's he's been there quite a bit as of late. And what say you here? Uh, I'm going to go Oklahoma. Um, as as Fid and and Saif alluded to, Oklahoma played really well against Houston. Granted, Houston's terrible right now, but I mean they played well in that series. And, and I'll say this about TCU too. Um, you know, not having Garrett Wright and not having Luke Savage, those are two big losses when you go into a conference series. You're talking about a, a one guy with a fastball up to 97, 98. 
you were talking about another guy who has been an absolute workhorse for your bullpen throughout his career and a really consistent arm, by the way, and Luke Savage. So, you know, those two guys are to be determined this weekend. Savage was out last week in shoulder soreness. I'm guessing he's probably not back after one week. But uh, if they can't, ha- if they don't have those two guys, that puts a lot of stress on those those young arms like Luis Rodriguez and Chase Hoover and guys like that. Cole Clucker, the list kind of goes on. I'm taking OU. These are two of my favorite position player groups nationally. I love these two groups. I like it better when Braden Taylor's playing um, third base, and I forget who their shortstop is. So they have a freshman shortstop that Anthony was- Silva. Yeah, yeah, I like I like the sound of him. I've not seen him yet, but yeah. all long story short, give me the healthier team at home. Um, I will take the Sooners. Uh, Saif, the other matchup in the Big Twelve is Oklahoma State going to Texas Tech. What do you like here? I'm going to back up for a second. I'm going to pull Aaron Fit. I'm going to go with Oklahoma over TCU. I just changed my pick for last pick. So. I, you know, Saif, it's funny you say that uh-huh. because I actually thought once you heard like the injury report, you'd you'd pump the brakes on TCU a little See, bit. See, I don't like yeah. this. It's one thing to talk Good. yourself into a change Good. of opinion during your own section, but I feel like to hear what everyone else picked and then change your mind, that, now that feels like a different can of worms. So, hey, so I don't think here. the three of us could do it, but like Saif, like his job is like kind of following the prospects. So like he's not up to date on the injuries like we are. Yeah, see, if this was the NFL, I would have known the injuries runes, but I got Rod just Rod for we this. We need to one, put so. up like a. I need you to Tip have like cap. a weekly injury report, like who's out this weekend for for all the uh, power five there, teams. There are so many. I mean, obviously, there's every year, right in, in week five, there's always a ton, but it just yeah, we we sit there and beat ourselves up every every time a good college or any college player goes down because it's frustrating for the sport. But runes, back to your question, buddy. Um, Another pick them. I, I really like the Oklahoma State team that I saw. I think they only won one out of three games at Globe Life, um, but they've got a good club. Uh, they got a good lineup. They got good pitching. They got a good bullpen. Um, Texas State, I haven't seen yet, so I'm kind of at the mercy there, but I'm going with the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys in this one I on like the road your, in Lubbock. Like your hey, are you, are you pulling a Clark Kellogg like you called TCU the, the frog horns? You, you call it Texas Tech, <laughs> Texas State? Did I say that? Uh, did I say that backwards? You it's been Texas a long day. <laughs> I've, I've, been wor- I've been working outside all day. It was a long day, so I'm not thinking straight. I love it. Fitzy, what say you? Well, at the risk of um, giving my opinion and having Sife steal my pick, oh. um, I, I'm, I'm going to take I can Texas. see it. I can see your pick. <laughs> I'm gonna I have, can see it. I'm, I'm going to take, take Texas Tech, and here's why. Because I, I went round and round on this one. Like This is the one. I think when I was making my picks, I, I, I just kind of stared at the screen for like 10 minutes because I could not decide. I do love the way Oklahoma State's been swinging the bats lately. I mean, it feels like uh, the wind is going to be howling this weekend. I'm not sure what direction it is going to be, but I'll be in Lubbock. So I was looking at the forecast, and we got wind, boys. Uh, I know that's going to surprise shocking. you. I'm totally surprise shocking. you. <laughs> However, we're also going to have some cold. It's going to be like in the low 50s, and then I don't know if they're going to do doubleheader or what uh, because Sunday looks lousy. But uh, anyway, it should be. I would. I would think with the wind, it would probably be an offensive series like usual in Lubbock. Uh, and I do like Oklahoma State's offense a lot and their power. However, I think I said last week on this show, if Texas Tech is playing at home, I'm almost always taking Texas Tech because I just love their home field advantage, and I love you know the way that they swung the bats against an Iowa team that has some real arms. And so, I am going to take the Red Raiders. I'm going to stick by my uh, my my doctrine there. Pick the Red Raiders at home. Kendall, uh, I subscribe to the same doctrine. Um, you know, I think we look at Texas Tech overall. I mean, this is a team that I feel like after that 16 inning game against a And M, they've played really well. And I don't know if you can call that game like a wake up call or like kind of the the trigger that got them going a little bit, but um, they looked awesome against Iowa last week. And frankly, you know, Iowa held on for dear life to to get a game in that series. Um, clearly, Texas Tech has some has some bullpen depth. You know, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Ryan Free. Brandon Beckel, you know, Kyle Robinson moved back in the rotation. He's a big-time arm. They've already got Mason Molina and Brendan Gurton. Uh, and then, off, you know, offensively, they started to figure it out. You know, they weren't very offensive, you know, over the week or two weekends ago at uh, Shriners. But uh, last weekend against Iowa, they were very offensive. You know, Gavin Cash, I mean, you know, earlier this year, I made the comment that, you know, if you had to build your team around Gavin Cash, like, you might be in trouble – like this dude is like making me eat my words because he like every single weekend he just continues to hit. He continues to hit for power uh, and he's been fantastic. So the question mark for tech coming in the year was like, who can become that next superstar? And he looks like that guy. And if that happens, I like their chances. So I like Texas tech at home. 
But I think the prediction for me is a lot of runs. I think both these teams offensively are absolutely electric. Mm, I love that. You know what's so funny? I thought I had picked Texas Tech, and I look at the board, and I've got Oklahoma State. I'll stay with it. It's a pick 'em. I I was like you, Kendall, very impressed with Texas Tech last week against Iowa. They kind of had that swagger that we're used to. They were kind of in Iowa's face. I like the way Iowa handled that, also, by the way. But Texas yeah. Tech was good. They're just very young. But I like like to your point, Kendall. The bullpen is excellent. I'm picking Oklahoma State because I think they're a team that is capable of going down to Lubbock and win a series. I think Oklahoma state on the right day can beat anybody. I, I do yes. have them as a national championship pick, but this is an awesome series. I mean, this is like a super regional series. If not two Omaha teams matching up, I'll, I'll pick Oklahoma state. I was curious. I think we're exactly five and five, five of us picked Oklahoma state. Maybe it might That's be awesome. six, four Texas tech, but um, an I, awesome I think series. I just feel better about Texas tech's bullpen too. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, after seeing both those teams, I like the arms come out of Tech's bullpen a lot more. Yeah, very fair. I, th- I think we've got 11 guys, so 5-5 five, five would be impressive. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> we have 11 Sh- Shock is the, is not voting on this one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Yeah, we got 11. How about that? How do they make a graphic out of 11? You you go. Impressive work. CG. Uh, all right, let's go old back to the SEC. Ole Miss, Vandy. Saif, what do you got here? Well, here we go. I've seen both of these teams. Um, I actually ran into Vandy twice. Uh, and I know Tim Corbin's a great coach. He's doing a really good job with this team because I just looked. They're 13-5. and five. I know we have them ranked sixth. I don't participate in our rankings, probably for the, a great reason. Um, mental health. But, yeah, mental health. And <laughs> correct, because I bombed the whole thing. But uh, um, I just don't know how Vandy's the sixth-best club in the country. I've seen them six games. They're hitting 254. My boy Bradfield's struggling. Um, it's a new lineup. So do I think they could be at some point the sixth best team in the country? I sure do. Cause I think that lineup's 50, 75 more at bats away from really clicking, getting those, some of those new guys, those young guys going. But right now I don't think they're sixth best. I've seen Ole Miss. They have a great lineup. They have good starting pitching. They have a good bullpen. Um, I know they're playing at Vandy, but Ole Miss to me is one of the most complete teams. Uh, and, and they're defending national champs. I know that really doesn't have anything to do with this year, but uh, they have all the parts for me. I really like what I saw Ole Miss last weekend or two weekends ago up in Minnesota. Uh, I also saw Vandy there. I saw Vandy at Globe Life too, but uh, I got to go Ole Miss with this one. Fitzy. That's a a good answer, and I really – and I I, ultimately I agree with what Sife said. I think Ole Miss is really good. Um, And and I was nervous when they lost Hunter Elliott, but very encouraged, even though I know – Jack Doherty gave up some runs this weekend. I, I like I like Jack Doherty as a Friday guy. I, you know the fact that it feels like he's been able to give him some length to me that answers a big question. Um, you know, and I still obviously believe in Grayson Sonye and 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 Revis uh, Xavier Revis, the Sunday guy, has been very good. Uh, I think they've got enough in the bullpen, even without having Doherty there, without having Josh Mallets, who's hurt for the year, um, with Mason Nichols, the emergence of like a Sam Tacoyan and a JT Quinn. I think they've, I think they've got enough pieces there. So I like that was, you know, we always loved the old Miss position player group. I was nervous about the pitching and I'm, I'm feeling okay about it right now. And Hey, I'll say this for Vandy. I mean, in, in defense of the rankings, like they were, you know, preseason top 10 team, which is why they're still up there. Uh, like if we were, if you were to like, wipe the slate clean and start right now, would they be top 10? You know what? They might still be because they've played a strong schedule and they've mm-hmm. held their own, you know, like it's not sexy. Like I get it. Like some Vandy people were hearing a lot of angst from Vandy fans about the state of their offense and justifiably. So they're not really performing. A lot of those guys have been, I think have underachieved so far, maybe just slow starts. It's a, it's a long season, but like they went to, you know, Arlington and beat Oklahoma state in Texas. They went, they took two out of three from UCLA uh, they went up to Minneapolis. This is an SEC team, you know, leaving leaving the state. By God, what a novel concept! They go up and beat Maryland up there, and and you know, two two out of three, uh, and then a, a nice little series against LMU. I mean, it, it's not been like utter dominance, especially offensively. But they're thirteen and five against a good schedule, and so I think they deserve credit for that. However, yeah, I'm taking they, they beat that Minnesota club. Yeah, so <laughs> they did beat they beat the Gophers, which you know you know nobody pushes around the Gophers. But that's really the only bad. They no team. hit the Gophers, Sife. If you're yes, gonna beat the Gophers, right. you might as well no hit them. I but that's it. the only bad team, team in America. I saw it. It's yes. gotta be right. Say it again, Kendall. 
That's got to be the worst Power Five team in America, right? Them and Baylor are the ones struggling the most. I think. Ba- I mean, Baylor at least like beat DBU and like shut out Rice last night. I mean, Minnesota's three and fifteen boys, which <laughs> they've won three. They Not played a good – again, they played a really tough schedule, but 3-15 and 15 is 3-15. and 15. Well, they started out 0-12, so that's a pretty good streak. As they say, Syph, it's a game of inches, man. They did, yeah. they did beat Northern <laughs> Illinois, Northern Illinois, uh, South Dakota State is a respectable okay. program there, and, and they beat one, one out of two against Gonzaga midweek this week. So there you go. There you All go. Right. All right, turn things around. Good. Um, I'm not going to go with Minnesota. I'm going to go with Ole Miss over Vanderbilt. <laughs> Uh, as Fit alluded to, that you know, Ole Miss has enough pitching, and I think the big thing for me is I think Ole Miss's lineup, other than LSU, is the best lineup in college baseball, and I think their lineup is way better than Vanderbilt, and that'll be the deciding factor this weekend in Nashville. Uh, but you know, the weather could be a factor too. I, I would assume if there's a cold front sweeping across Texas this weekend, it's probably going through Nashville as well. So uh, I would think it's going to be cold and gloomy. That maybe that kind of aids Vanderbilt a little bit, but boy, I don't. No, if anything's slowing down, Kemp Alderman and the boys right now, they're they're not going to cover off the ball. Yeah, and this what this what makes this a great series, right? Like this is these are two teams. The best version of them is Omaha, and the not best version of them is get clipped in a regional. I think. Yeah. You know, like Mississippi's pitching really concerns me, but their position player group, you guys can't stop talking about it in a way that you know is impacting me. You know, like they sound amazing. They're very familiar. In a lot of ways, for me, I'm picking Vandy because I, I I'm kind of ride or die with them. But like I'm looking yeah. at Vandy, saying Carter Holton and Nick Malnado, you got to win the Friday game. Like you have to. That's the only way your formula works. It, you know, Enrique Bradfield Jr. You have to impact this series. He's been very low impact this year, shockingly low impact. Um, and I, you, we all remember Corvallis Regional last year, where Enrique Bradfield. There were moments in that where he's just taking over games. But man, he can disappear into the, the the wallpaper at times. So I I think it's a fascinating series. I think this is the essence of our sport right here. Is like, um, you know, and and you guys said it. Vandy has not lost a weekend yet, and they have really challenged themselves more so than most of the the ranked teams. So I'll take Vandy. Um, but man, I, this is another one that will be really fun to keep an eye on. Um, all right, uh, Virginia Tech at Miami Scythe. This was the easy one. I just went right there and clicked it real quick and chose Miami right off the bat. And uh, I don't know, Fiddy. I don't. I I kind of stuck up for D one baseball in this one. I saw Fiddy reply to Miami kind of antagonizing, yeah, antagonizing D one baseball. So I <laughs> saw Fiddy. I was like, I went to support Fiddy. So I'm looking at Fiddy's pick, and I think I know why his pick is his pick. But my pick is because every time I pick Miami, they lose. So if they're going to give me a hard time about picking the other team, then I'm picking Miami. So they lose. Hashtag analysis. Yeah, there we go. So revenge minded right here. So I'm picking Miami. So they lose a series just to get back at uh, the the Twitter, the Twitter, the mild, the very mild. uh, Take that, Josh White. Reverse psychology. (laughs) Here the thing is, though, if if my theory doesn't hold or the past doesn't hold, then I win because Miami wins and I go one and oh. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to win, win, so, yeah, yeah, win, win win here. Win win. Fitzy, you picked Virginia Tech. I did. Yeah, I and, love and it's it. not out of spite. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed <laughs> the banter on Twitter. I felt like yes. that, was a, that was a fun back and forth. Um, uh, you know, I just think Virginia Tech bounces back here. You know, they, they lost a tough series at home to BC, got swept in the, the doubleheader on Saturday after. Uh, uh, kind of cruising in that opener, I believe. But um, you know what? I, I think Hokies are good, man. I just I, I like their team. I, I think their pitching still feels a little more reliable here. If this series was in Blacksburg, I would maybe feel better about it. Like I do feel like going to Coral Gables is a little bit different. But I just think Virginia Tech maybe has a little bit of a uh, a get right week. I don't know. Just kind of a vote of confidence in that in that team. It's it's a great position player group, and I think it's solid enough on the mound. I, I like the veterans on the mound, and uh, yeah, I think they got some pride in that dugout, and I think they uh, they answered the bell here. Kr, I like Miami at home. I like what their offense did the first two days against NC State. Um, you know, they were pretty electric Friday, especially early in that game. Uh, so I'm just going Miami at home. I, I, I kind of agree with what's, uh, what – I don't know if it was Cy for Aaron just said, but this is a really close series, and you know, it can really go either way. But I go with the home team here. Yeah, I, this is a tough one to pick. I, I like that <clears throat> Gage Zeal is no longer the Friday night guy, and he kind of like – you know, 
he answered that well, you know, like through his best game of the year after kind of getting that demotion. I really like that. You're, you're right. Kind of like they're Miami's got, you know, that was a big series win last week and CJ Kafis still really hasn't clicked in. He's only hitting 250. but I do. These are two postseason teams in my opinion. Uh, I like both of them. I also want to say to your point, Fitzy, Josh white, the SID at Miami is awesome. And I love that he's chirpy about these picks. Like, He's, he's a very big supporter of D1 baseball. He's a, you know, he loves college baseball, but I want to encourage more SIDs like come at us. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I like th- these, that's what makes these staff picks so fun is that they generate so much angst. Um, that it makes it's, for a great Twitter fair. No, it is funny. I had an AD reach out from a school the other day who did the same thing. Like, you know, like this apology letter and I'm like, Oh man, like I'm, like no I way. love this stuff. Like that all, shows me that people care about it. Don't apologize. All in good fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Josh is a great sport about it too. He can yeah, ditch it and he, he can take it. Like yeah, kudos yeah. to you, Josh. Yeah. And Fitzy, your your response to Josh was, you know, that was like elite, elite. Yeah, it was that was 80 response. It doesn't well, it doesn't get serious until it's runes versus hashtag vol Twitter. Oh yeah, that's when I call it home <laughs> park Williamsport. I did, yeah, I'd say the Oregon State fans, I was, you know, I, I picked Washington State last week. I thought I had a very clever tweet after Oregon State won Friday night, and I said, Dear Cougs, I believe in you, hashtag us against the world. And the Cougs came back and won the series. And you know, Oregon State fans did not, you know, they did not fillet me for that, and I appreciate I'm surprised. that. I would expect you to uh, have gotten uh, roasted. For that that was yeah. a great pick, by the way. That was. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I was desperate. I was in ninth place, so I had to. Cajones. Thank you. Speaking of the beefs, Rune. Yeah. Is that our last series? Is uh, do we, uh, we, no, we, we have 11. We, we have 11 this week because we had a tie last week, so I'm trying to get us back to a multiples of 10. Yeah, real quick. Okay. Let's go oh, to Oregon State, we got, Stanford. We got a Pac-12 tonight. double here. Saif, it's you. Oregon State, Stanford. Well, the Cougars are exactly the reason I'm going with Oregon State in this one. Um, And actually do no two injuries. So, ding, ding. Um, You know, Bowser out and with Tommy Troy out, um, even though it is at at Stanford, I'm going to go with Oregon State. I just think Mm. they're going to bounce back. They got to be – I mean, they're competitive. They better be competitive. This is going to show me what they're made of. And uh, I'm betting on my Beavers. Love it. That's Uh, Fitzy. Boy, that's uh, – yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he makes a, he makes a very strong argument there. Bet on the Beavers. They Mitch Cannon apparently um, – I, I heard that after the game on Sunday or Saturday, whatever the season series finale, I think it was Sunday, um, he, he had a long, like, 35-minute meeting with the players and basically called them out for their toughness and their demeanor. And, like, he just didn't like what he was seeing there in the dugout. And I feel like this, this program, who they're wired, I feel like they will respond well to that. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Oregon State go down there and win that series. Uh, that said, I, I mean, I just I, I feel like I've got to I've got to double down on Stanford. This is I mean, they were number two, number three in the country for us, you know, a week or two ago. Like uh, we we believe in this team. They're at home. Um, I know they're banged up. I know maybe there's some questions about their pitching. I just think there's too much star power here. I, I think there's mm-hmm. I think there's too much talent on the Stanford roster. Uh, I expect them to rebound from a from a poor week last week. Kr, yeah, I'm with Stanford too for the exact reason. I just don't think this is a program, especially when we look at their experience and their talent, that is going to have two absolute stinkers in a row. Uh, I think they take care of business at home. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Stanford's talent. And, you know, Oregon State just offensively, they're just not scoring at all. Last three games, three runs, one run, one run against Nevada the other night. You know, five runs in the win against um, Washington State. So, yeah, I just worry about the newness of that offense. But um, Stanford at home, give me the Cardinal. And let's go final Pac-12. Um, what do they call it? Pac-12 at midnight? What's their, what's their jargon? Pac-12 after dark. Pac-12 after dark. Thank you for that. Um, Saif, so this is Arizona at UCLA, correct? Yes. Correct. Yep. Who do you and like? Oh, wow. Look at this. Full full respect for what Arizona's done this year. I mean, they beat Tennessee. They just swept Cal. I mean, they're having a great year. Good club. Um, I'm just, I just think UCLA is still better t- the better team. They're playing at home. Um, so I'm going with the Bruins. Fitzy? I mean, I agree that I, I think UCLA is the better team and they're at home. Um, and I got burned last week when I picked against UCLA on the road. So I feel like I should pick UCLA. But I kind of like – I just kind of like the cut of Arizona's jib right now. You know, yes. I, th- their offense is rolling. You know, they uh, uh, put up, what, uh, 30 runs in that sweep against uh, against Cal. 
Um, I mean, it, it, you know, Grand Canyon, they lit those guys up. They got a winning streak going. Uh, they're, they're pitching. Okay. Too. I mean, TJ Nichols was good last week. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making an upset pick here. Just, just kind of a gut feel upset pick. I don't have a good reason for it. Cause I really, really believe in UCLA. I think they're a potential Omaha team. I don't think Arizona's potential Omaha team, but right now the way these teams are playing, I'm just, I'm just going to ride it with Arizona. Kendall. Well, I like UCLA at home. I was just kind of looking at the weather report. It looks like the Marine layer uh, will be heavy on Friday night. <laughs> Hashtag Marine layer. Hashtag Marine layer. So I look at all these bells and whistles, and I notice the humidity levels will be really high in SoCal this weekend. So that leads me to believe there will be Marine layer. Uh, Chase Davis's home balls are gonna, not going to fly. Well, I don't know. With this ball, it might. But yeah, uh, I don't think his strength. home runs are going to fly or the ball's going to fly the way he wants it to in that marine layer. But, um, no, I, in all seriousness, I like what UCLA has on the mound. You know, with Alonzo Treadwell, you know, I know Jake Brooks, uh, you know, has gotten tagged a couple of times this year. But, you know, he's a, he's a you know pitchability guy that pounds his own. Or Kelly Austin's a nice arm for them. Uh, I just think they have better pitching. I think at a you know in an environment like you know, J- you know Jackie Robinson, I tend to favor a team with better pitching. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Fitzy. Arizona's my gut feel pick here. They're just kind of hanging around and playing yeah. good. And I think their series loss to West Virginia actually tells us more about West Virginia than it does Arizona. You know, I think we're going to learn that West Virginia is actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I watched UCLA almost not win that series last week. I mean, they're up 8-2 in the ninth against Oregon in the Saturday game. And Luke Jewett gives up back-to-back-to-back home runs. It's 8-7, and they're hanging on for dear life. Now, they did run Oregon out of the gym on Sunday, and that was very impressive. I think UCLA is very good, but I think I just – I like Arizona's team. I, the more I know about them, the more I like them. Um, so another great series. Um, so give me give me the Wildcats. Fitzy, can I make a request either Please. from you or Chris Gennaro? Can we get – by the way, do you guys say Gennaro or Gennaro? CG, who, you might have to help me here. Who Gennaro. can say? Who can say? That's it's right. Chris Gennaro, like Ed Gennaro from Unnecessary Roughness. But I think if you're from Philly, you can say Gennaro. And get away. <laughs> yeah, I can say whatever I want. I can just butcher it, blame it on the accent. I want standings. I want standings posted, especially now that I'm coming off a big week. Of um, course you do. But let mm-hmm. me just say, Kendall, you're checking in at 25 and 14, not so bueno. Fitzy at 27 and 12. I'm at 25 and 14, uh, but hot as a pistol. Joe Healy, I want an investigation here. Joe Healy is 29 and 10. Hashtag shenanigans. Can we get an investigation? Mark Etheridge, 30 and 9. So the whole SEC extra crew is corrupt, if I'm being honest. Um, Burke is 27. It's always the SEC has got to dominate everything. Yeah. I mean, Greg Sankey is, is, is can, can we just have system. something? Burke Granger, 27 and 12. Patrick Ebert, 28 and 11. Seif, 29 and 10. Look at you also amongst the leaders. Uh, Stitch is 27 and 12. Shoddy at 20 and 19. <laughs> Shoddy could get <laughs> he could get relegated. He's, he's going to be in in, uh, in in an Argentina college baseball fantasy league next year. Shoddy's um, just going on brand here. Yeah, and Stephen, the great Stephen <laughs> F. Shock, 23 and 16. The the worst um, part is once you file fall behind, it's like you're you're fighting uphill and you start being yeah. contrarian and like trying to pick against the grain. You just fall farther <laughs> and farther behind. We've all been there. It's yeah, no fun. That's right. That's no fun. Yes. By the way, uh, we encourage everyone to get a subscription to the website, d1baseball.com, SEC Extra. Type in Save23 at checkout, and you get 20% off. Save23 at checkout, 20% off. Gentlemen, well done. A good effort. Remember, games start on Thursday evening, Florida and Alabama. Can't wait for that. Uh, And that is it. We will catch everyone next time on the D1 Baseball Podcast.